I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am being quiet, sitting here in my big, manly, comfortable black leather papa chair in my living room. And I'm being quiet because I just heard a little click from across the room. And that's where my lady wonder witch is sitting on the couch doing her needlepoint. And I'm pretty sure her fingernails made that click. I like the fact that her fingernails are long enough to make a click like that for, for a couple of reasons. One's pretty obvious, I guess, even to the pimple people. It has to do with the terrible need for a slow, thorough scratching that a Louis Louis generation guy's back develops over time. Now, I don't know if pimple people guys have the same problem. They probably do. But I know that I have a deep, heavy-duty, emergency-level need for a long, luxurious, ladylike fingernails slipping up my spine, starting all the way down at the bottom and slowly skittering up between my shoulders and sneaking into the hair on the back of my neck and scratching my head all the way around to my forehead. Oh, feels good just talking about it. I must confess that her fingernails were not the first of my Lady Wonder Wench's feminine characteristics that initially ignited my sinful nature. In fact, when I first met her, she had her fingernails clipped very short. She was a secretary, and long fingernails weren't a good idea when you use a typewriter all the way back then. What happened to typewriters? It's like all of a sudden they never existed. I guess the same thing happened to typewriters as happened to back then, huh? Whatever happened probably happened on the same day that Major League Baseball players started looking like little leaguers and rock and roll became just rock and movies became films. Huh, films. It's strange because, you know, we started making movies on tape instead of on film a long time ago. And now they're not even on tapes anymore. They're on discs. They're on discs and little thumbnail icons that start when you click them. And how come we're still calling them movies, come to think of it? I mean, we've been watching pictures move for quite a while now. You know, we updated it to movies. But why do we still call them movies? We seem to have stopped updating what we call them because it seems like we have jumped right past updating them by calling them talkies. Think about that. Of course, that would have been a terrible mistake because I can't imagine taking a girl for dinner in a talkie. Come on, as a practical matter, guys, why would you want to pay to go to a talkie unless you were dating a very quiet girl? <laughs> Whoops. Think I'm going to catch hell for that one. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's been keeping you awake out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. It is an actual federal crime in the United States 
to imitate Smokey the Bear or Woodsy the Owl. However, I think we're still okay with Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. And if you think this is the only weird place for laws, check this out. In Canada, it is illegal to jump out of a flying airplane without a parachute. Oh, guess falling out is okay. And I bet they don't serve beer in Guelph, Ontario, because the entire city of Guelph, Ontario, is legally designated as, quote, a no-pee zone. I'm not making that up. I think... Guelph must be an ancient Indian word, meaning everybody around here keeps hopping from one leg to the other. And in Toronto, pedestrians on a sidewalk must give a hand signal before turning. In my hometown of Brooklyn, everybody's always giving each other hand signals. What's the big deal? Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot at Amazon.com. Shameless plug. If you like any of those, would you please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too. And of course, you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. Long time ago, I had a friend by the name of Sandy Barron. Sandy was a fairly well-known comedian who had a successful TV show. And he did some Broadway acting on the side. And my lady Wonder Wench and I went to see a play that it was in one time. And the main gimmick in the play was that he was a completely straight guy, but he wore a necklace. Ta-da! That was a long time ago. Now, lots of straight guys would probably feel naked leaving home without a necklace. A necklace and earrings and... Five piercings, only four of which the general public would ever get to see. But fancy fingernails still seem to be a strictly feminine frill. And I like that, because it's simple, like me. I have enough problems trying to figure things out without being confused about which are girl hands and which are not. It's confusing life. I was digging out in my yard yesterday, and I started wondering how far down... Did I have a right to dig? I mean, do, do I own my yard all the way down to the middle of the earth? Huh? And if I dug all the way through to the other side of the planet, would I fall all the way down into that hole, or once I passed halfway, would I fall back up? Think about it. That started some kind of similar questions going in my head. For example, <laughs> it's kind of a Louie Louie generation guy question, but if you fart and you burp at the same time, would that pull your navel back inside you? Hmm? And you know the signs on restaurant doors that say no shirt, no shoes, no service? What would happen if I went in there with no pants? Tell me. And if I did get my dinner in there, how come they'll give me ketchup if I order french fries, but not if I order mashed potatoes. Life to a Louie Louie generation guy like me is sometimes a complete confusion contusion. An email came pouring in a few days ago and made something startlingly clear. There are people in this huddle of ours who are very special people to me. I don't even know this person's name. She just calls herself somebody nobody 
And her note says, quote, Each time I look in the mirror and I dislike my eyes and I see in them the hard times that I have been through, I always remember that you love eyes that have cried and have little wrinkles from how much she smiled at you. And when I remember, I feel better. So thank you for loving your lady's eyes. I'll never forget that. And I will never forget your note, Ms. Somebody, Nobody. In fact, it made me look back a lot of years, all the way back to a story I wrote when I first met my lady Wonder Wench. (laughs) We were very young. Story goes like this. When you were a little girl, little sadnesses and scraped knees made you cry. A doll's broken arm tumbled from a playground swing. Piece of candy you had to wait until after lunch to eat. And little boys who pulled your pretty brown hair. And then came days of secret tears, sometimes for no reason, just tears in front of a mirror in your room. And that's when songs began to make you cry sad movies and magazines with color pictures and stories about singers and actors and their sunny plastic coated lives I think there was a horse in your life right about then wasn't there? I don't know if you ever really rode him or if you just like to draw his picture and pretend that he carried you away over golden fields across deep surging rivers and under tall quiet trees and you cried when slightly bigger boys threw snowballs at you tried to tangle your first home permanent hair. That was about the time when just the right kind of tears won your first high heels and lipstick, and you had to learn to walk and talk all over again. And how could they pass over you for cheerleader then? But they did. And you cried a little different kind of tear. Your tears became subtler things, much gentler pink than your cheeks, and very real. You cried for hungry children, cold at Christmas time, and a glance that fell just short of a smile from someone whose eyes were very kind, and over the hurts that a friend endured because she had a different color skin, and the end of school at graduation, the smash of death against someone who grew up with you. But did you cry when I first met you? I wish I knew. I know you cry when the new green south wind brushes your forehead as it clicks the castanets of early spring's sheet-sleathed branches. And I've seen new planets tangle in your eyes when the dancing moon excites you as she sheds her last cloud veil and arches full, naked, and wanton across the purple fur-lined sky. But those were still different tears my fingers found near your ears when I rested my head on your shoulder. And I felt the roses of your warm spring hills blossom on my neck when I unfastened that scarlet velvet ribbon and your warm dark brown hair tumbled its perfume around my face and arms. You were a warm bubbling spring inside your lips and I drank you full and long and deep.
remember the first time I touched her face. It took my fingers about a, a half hour to calm down. You know, it, it felt like I loved her long before either one of us were born. And it still feels that way. And I really want you to know that. You know, I realize some of you are sitting there with your hearts torn out because there's a big, cold cave there where somebody you thought loved you used to live. And I think some of you might think I'm kind of cruel to tell you stories like that. But listen, the reason I'm telling you about my lady wonder wench and me is that I want you to know that things like that do happen for real and for keeps and right now, I know that you don't know if that kind of thing will ever happen to you. But listen, you also don't know that it won't happen to you. <laughs> Remember what Big Louie always says, there's nothing permanent about your future. Anyway, the story is called Tears. It's a very old story. I just recorded it right now because I wanted Ms. Somebody Nobody to know how special her note is to me. And I've already sent it to Miss somebody, nobody. And if you like it, you can either just keep this podcast or I'll be glad to send you the story by itself to your email address. No strings attached. Just like you to have it. You and Ms. Somebody Nobody and those of you who are sitting out there with this big cold cave in your heart feeling like some kind of a empty sweater on a stick. I understand. But my lady wonder wench is still clicking away with her fingernails over there on the couch. You know, she's doing her needlepoint. And I think it is time for me to bring my back over there. So hopefully she can put her clickers to better use. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.